The views, opinions, and comments expressed by hosts, guests, and callers of this show are not necessarily those of this station, its parent company, TeleSouth Media, its staff, management, or advertisers. Content of this broadcast cannot be duplicated or used in any way without the express written consent of TeleSouth Media Incorporated. Now, join us for Advisors Roundtable with your hosts, Certified Financial Planners, Greg Cooley and Bubba Labus. It's professional advice for your life. Welcome to the Advisors Roundtable. Certified Financial Planners, Greg Cooley and Bubba Labus with you here on Super Talk Radio. Thanks a lot for tuning in on this beautiful day. So, Bubba, are you familiar with the old axiom, it's more blessed to give than it is to receive? I, I am. Where do you think you first heard that? Oh, uh, Sunday school, maybe? Mm, yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, Sunday school, teacher, yeah. grandparent, mm-hmm. that sort of thing. What, what does it really convey? When we hear those words, what, what are we thinking? Well, it, it, so it, it probably takes on a different meaning as you get a little bit older, right? Oh. So I, I think as, as uh, a young child, you're like, wait a minute, you mean I got to give stuff away? That ain't even logical. Yeah, that doesn't make sense, <laughs> no. right? Right, right. But as you get older, you, you realize, uh, and, and my grandmother used to tell me this all the time, count your blessings, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. You know, you could be down on your luck or, you know, feeling bad or sorry for yourself. And, mm-hmm. and my grandmother would say, count your blessings. Mm-hmm. So mm-hmm. you count your blessings. And, and so I think you take off from that and you say it's more blessed to give than receive, right? Right. And, and you look at it and you think, well, if I'm actually giving something, then I'm really blessed, yeah. With the things that I have, that I can give something, yeah. right? Yeah, and it's just the general sense of how good you feel in order to help other people. I think it's in, in human nature that people want to help other people. Yeah, I, I really do think yeah. you know, despite which part of the world mm-hmm. you're from, we're humans. Uh, this last weekend, I was out of this um, this section of the country, and I was in, in another portion of the country and up in the hill country, and uh, we went in a t-shirt shop, yeah. and I struck up, well, actually, I went in by myself because my, my daughters and my wife were shopping somewhere else. And Did I, you get one of these Airbus, airbrush t-shirts well, with the family yeah, on yeah, it? Well, yeah. I, I told my children. I, yeah. I scared them to death. They were, as I said, in another part of, of that part of the world shopping and going to some mall mm-hmm. or outlets or something. And I stayed around the condo and then walked down to you know the strip where all of the uh, tourist trap stuff mm-hmm. is. And uh, one of them, yes, it was this T-shirt shop that I'm going to tell you about. But another of the shops that I went in was uh, a, a tattoo, a temporary tattoo okay. parlor. Yeah. And the guy's trying to sell me these temporary mm-hmm. tattoos. And I said, no, no, I'm not going to do a temporary tattoo. Well, on my way out, over in the garbage can Mm -hmm. were these uh, kind of spent uh, stencils that he had used. So, like, if you wanted the Mm -hmm. Ole Miss script, he he could have done that. And he Mm -hmm. uses a stencil to kind of spray on this stuff that saves for 48 hours Mm -hmm. or the Mississippi State Bulldog or whatever. Mm -hmm. Well, there was one there that was University of Alabama A, you Uh know. And so I picked it up and put it yeah. in my pocket. Mm-hmm. Just picked it up right out of the garbage can. Yeah. And I, the later later in the day, I saw the girls and I pulled it out and I said, "You know what this is? Mm-hmm. Said, What's that?" I said, "Oh, this is a stencil for what I got put on my back." Oh man, I, 
Yeah. Uh-huh. <laughs> Freak them out. Yeah. My dad better not have a tattoo. Right. Uh-huh. Hey, better yeah. not. You know, I, uh-huh. ooh, take your shirt off. We're going to wash it off right now. You know, and so I gave him heck about that. How, that was fun. However, I went in this T-shirt shop, and there's a guy standing there. He's the proprietor. He owns the T-shirt shop. And the guy's from India. Okay. Nepal, mm-hmm. India. And had the, you know, the brogue and the accent and mm-hmm. the whole thing. And, and I'm in there by myself with him. And it's about 1030 in the morning on a Friday morning, the day after uh, the Thanksgiving. And very few people are in there mm-hmm. in this T-shirt shop. And he and I stand there for 30 or 45 minutes and talk about where he got his designs and mm-hmm. how he got here and all, all those sorts of things. You know what? It's just two dudes talking. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And you can't get very much farther apart than a guy who came up in the southern United States right. and a guy who was reared in Nepal, India, Right. Mm-hmm. as far as geography is concerned. Sure. But, you know, we're just talking about family and foods and what do you do over mm-hmm. the holiday and what are your um, traditions. And mm-hmm. It felt good just to be two humans. Sure. And not having politicians or media or whatever mm-hmm. get between us and try to point out where we're different and where our religions are, you know, uh, not mm-hmm. uh, coordinate. And, uh, we ought to do more of that. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And, you know, that was 30 minutes of my time. I'll never get back. But I'm kind of thankful that I gave it. Right. Now, the next day, when my wife and children mm-hmm. are in this part of the city, and I take them by because I know mm-hmm. they've got their, to get their ob- obligatory T-shirt. Sure. Because we, mm-hmm. you know, we do from just about everywhere we go mm-hmm. around the world. Yeah. They, um, they, they go in, and I introduce mm-hmm. them to the guy. Well, these are long-lost relatives to him because mm-hmm. yesterday he heard about right. Hannah and right. Sarah, mm-hmm. and he comes around the counter, and, mm-hmm. you know, and they're like, Dad, what have you done? <laughs> yeah. You created this monster, dude. Right, right. Uh, but the giving of the time and, mm-hmm. the, and, the, and the giving of the emotion felt good. You sure, can't dude. buy yeah. that. Right. Now, I'm not here to try to convince everybody to go out and try to change the world one person at a time. But I do believe that's the way you do it. Um, however, I am wanting to talk today about giving. Okay. Uh, you said that if you are blessed and you are in a situation where mm-hmm. you do give, obviously you have something to give. Mm-hmm. Time. Right. Energy. Expertise. Money. Mm-hmm. Um, all of those are rewarding to give. Sure. You don't have to just strike you know, a check mm-hmm. to United Way and feel good. Uh, and that's a wonderful thing for you to do. Right. But... Um, I don't think we, we really acknowledge our time and our, edu- mm-hmm. our, our education, yeah. our energy, our expertise mm-hmm. uh, in giving. But if you were to ask people in charitable situations what they really want today, yeah, they may want your check. Right. They also may want your time. Mm-hmm. So what are some of the things that have been most fulfilling to you about giving your time and your energy and your expertise uh, I know a couple weeks ago you went and spoke to a school. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Did you get paid for that? Did not get paid for it, um, but I enjoyed it. Mm-hmm. Um, and the reason I enjoyed it is um, 
I got to speak to four different economics classes. Mm-hmm. I, I believe they were economics, almost certain that they were economics classes, um, but four different classes. And I, I could tell that, uh, you know, of the, you know, um, call it 80 different students that, that came through that day, mm-hmm. there might have been five or six that actually keyed in on a couple of things as I was talking. Mm-hmm. And I think it's going to make a difference in their lives over time. Now, there you go. That feels good. Yeah. Right. So today we're going to talk about giving. Now, yes, this is a financial show. This is not necessarily a self-help show, but uh, we're going to talk about how it can benefit you financially in a number of mm-hmm. ways from the Advisors Roundtable on Super Talk Radio. Thank you for giving us time and being with us at the Advisors Roundtable on Super Talk Radio. Certified financial planners, Bubba Labus and yours truly, Greg Cooley. So, Bubba, we're talking about giving. Um, yeah, yeah, we, we talked about a little bit of the spiritual and the personal, uh, fulfillment that comes from giving. Mm -hmm. Let's talk about some financial, um, reward that, that comes from giving, uh, people Uh, before we get there. Uh, so we've said this on this show before, but we've, we've talked about, uh, the, the story in the Bible about the good Samaritan, Mm -hmm. right. Mm -hmm. And how the first couple of fellows walked by the guy who, who was, you know, face down in the ditch, beat up and that Mm -hmm. sort of thing, just kept going. Mm -hmm. And then finally the third guy came along Mm -hmm. and, uh, and decided that, well, you know, I need to help this, this guy out. Mm -hmm. Um, yeah, you've, you've got to have a good heart to want to do that, Mm -hmm. but you've also got to have the means to be able to do that. Uh, Good point. You know, uh, and, and in this scenario, and, and, and I don't think that a lot of people, uh, look at that story from that perspective, right? And maybe I'm skewing it because I'm in the financial industry, that sort of thing. But yeah, yeah. you know, I think even theologians would agree with you, right. That the other two guys who came by, mm-hmm. uh, yeah, they probably had some resources, sure. But the whole story at the end mm-hmm. tells you specifically he had some money, exactly. Because what yeah. did he do? Well, he put him up in the hotel or, <laughs> or, or lodge or inn and left a wad of cash yep. with the innkeeper mm-hmm. and said, "Take care of him until I come back by." Right? Mm-hmm. Right? Yeah. You can't do that with air. Exactly. Huh? You got to have some resources, some in coin, order buddy. To do that. Yeah. 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 Mm-hmm. That's a really good point. So you know, if you want to be mm-hmm. the 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 best vehicle uh, for giving, right? you probably need to plan to have some resources that other people sure. want or need. Sure. Mm-hmm. Uh, cash, yeah. expertise, mm-hmm. time, time, energy, yeah. connections. Just think of all the things that a, a charity would need from you. Mm-hmm. Yeah, they want your check, as we pointed out earlier, but, you know, your time. Right. You, you, time's valuable, mm-hmm. man. It is. I mean, you think about it, especially around holiday seasons. Do you have very many extra minutes? I, I, I don't have many extra seconds right now. <laughs> there you go. Yeah. I mean, really? Yeah. You think about mm-hmm. getting up in the morning and taking care of yourself and yeah. brushing your teeth and getting mm-hmm. yourself to work. Mm-hmm. But along the way, before, or, or so between the time, let's just talk about your day today. From yeah. the time you put your feet on the ground yeah. until you walked in the door at work was probably an hour and a half or two hours? Two hours, yeah. Okay. Mm-hmm. In that two hours, did you help some people? Well, three or four children. <laughs> I, I got three children to school. Yeah. Right. Um, yeah. yeah. Uh, stopped by and checked on some contractor. Did a number of things before I even walked in the door this morning. There you go. I mean, you're cramming. Even ed- looked at it and, and answered a couple of emails early mm-hmm. this morning before I even got in the office. Yeah. yeah. And so you're cramming everything mm-hmm. you can into every second. Right. So when you give some time mm-hmm. to somebody or a charity or a situation... That's valuable. It is. 
And don't discount that, people. Mm-hmm. You know, if you're listening to me and you're like, you know, I don't have money to write a check to the church yeah. or the charity mm-hmm. or give it to the school or to the Humane Society or the St. Jude's. Or, or, but tell you what, you go by the Humane Society and see yeah. if they won't let you clean out dog yeah. runs. Yeah. Huh? You, you'll have, mm-hmm. They'll let you. They'll let you do it for t- full time, I bet. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. If, if you're willing uh, to help. So, yeah, you can you can give, and and that's a real benefit. Let's talk. I, I, I hate that we we kind of bring up charity and charitable giving and that sort of thing around the holidays. Yeah. But you know, that's a time, especially around Thanksgiving, right? Yeah, traditionally, when you look yeah. back and traditionally, you say, well, you know, Thanksgiving is time to be thankful and and yeah. times to give give back to things, right? It is. is. Um, So that being said, you know, I'm I'm thinking back just over the last couple of weeks and Mm -hmm. and really over the year, Mm -hmm. where have been some opportunities that I've had Mm -hmm. uh, during that time frame to give back of time, money, that that sort of thing, Mm -hmm. right? Mm -hmm. So, uh, you know, back earlier in the year, we had uh, a Rotary 5K race that is, is, uh, you know, run by volunteers of the Rotary Club, raises money and gives to, to various charities, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. Uh, over Thanksgiving, uh, our church uh, prepared and made 750 meals for the needy. And mm-hmm. I know that there are a number of churches out there, but that takes time, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. Um, and I, I think I was uh, down at the, the place to help make green beans mm-hmm. uh, with, with my ch- three children and mm-hmm. some other folks there. Mm-hmm. Uh, we've got the rotary basket, uh, uh, food mm-hmm. uh, basket giveaway mm-hmm. coming up. There's the Lighthouse Toy Store. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, uh, cooking slug burgers mm-hmm. during the slug burger festival as a mm-hmm. fundraiser to give money back mm-hmm. and that sort of thing. Mm-hmm. So it, yeah, it, it's uh, to a degree, it's, it's about giving back to the community, mm-hmm. but also what kind of community do you have with the others that you're serving with? Uh, that's a good question. That's a very good point too. So not only are you fulfilled by, uh, by helping other individuals out, right? Mm-hmm. But you also get some fulfillment by working with other individuals mm-hmm. towards a common goal. You do. You do. And, it, and you know, it, it deepens relationships. Mm-hmm. And if there's somebody out there thinking, you know, you, they fired me up and I want to give, but I don't know where to start. Yeah. Find a busy person. Mm-hmm. That's, 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 Absolutely that, right. That's my yeah. piece of advice. Mm-hmm. Just look around mm-hmm. you and say, okay, the lady that lives next door to me, mm-hmm. she seems to be very busy. She's 60 years old mm-hmm. and she's semi-retired, but her rear end's not sitting in there watching Gunsmoke. Right. So what's mm-hmm. she doing? Yep. And walk over there and have a conversation with mm-hmm. her. I bet she will put yep. you to work somewhere. Yep. And and I would also say if, if you've got a neighbor or somebody who you think is sitting around watching Gunsmoke, mm-hmm. yeah. Go sit down and talk to them, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. They may need that just as much as uh, you need to be out helping somebody else, right? That could be considered giving. Right. Now, let's talk about the financial reward. We okay. talked about the spiritual and psychological and the social reward for giving here. Let's talk about the financial reward. Do you write checks to things? Do you take uh, charitable deductions? Or is there a financial reward in that? Talk to me practically about how that works. Well, yeah. So there, there is a financial, I, I guess you could say, financial incentive or financial reward mm-hmm. uh, for doing that, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. Uh, so generally speaking, as you give money to churches, charities, uh, nonprofits, et cetera, et cetera, mm-hmm. uh, you're going to be able to take deductions mm-hmm. on your income. Mm-hmm. Now, there are all kinds of restrictions mm-hmm. and 50% of this, and, and you can't take mm-hmm. more than this in certain years and whatever, and you right. talk to your CPA about it. But don't let that stop you, right? Sure. So don't get caught mm-hmm. in the details right. here. But you say, that I can write a check and probably get 
some kind of benefit. That's right. Financial benefit yeah. out of this. Mm-hmm. Now, do you do it because of that? Well, I, I would say whether you do it because of that or uh, you know you don't do it because of that. Mm-hmm. Either way, it's benefiting a charity. Yeah, it is. So you know, mm-hmm. if if that's your only motivation is to have a financial incentive or financial reward, mm-hmm. you know, okay. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You know. Right. Right. Yeah, like mm-hmm. I heard a preacher say one, or heard of a preacher saying this one time about maybe casinos mm-hmm. uh, or something mm-hmm. along those lines. Mm-hmm. Well, you know that. Uh, you know, should I tithe on on the money that I win at a casino? Mm-hmm. Right. Mm-hmm. And he said, "Well, absolutely, you should. That, ha- that money's been in the hands of the devils long <laughs> enough." Right. <laughs> there you go. That's right. And it's a resource. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Right. And it can do some good. And so, yes, that's probably should be your first incentive. But there is some financial benefit mm-hmm. yeah. out of this. And, you know, if you're thinking, hey, I got to the end of the year, I had a really good year, I, you know, I probably need as many deductions as mm-hmm. I can get, maybe give your CPA a call and say, hey, you know, if I mm-hmm. stroke a check or, or multiple checks. Right. Now, let's talk about a convenient way to do that so you don't have to stroke multiple checks. Yes. Okay. Let's say that, you know, you made a million dollars last year Mm -hmm. and you decide that you're going to give away a hundred thousand dollars. You're going to give away 10% of it and you're, you you know, you've really been benefited. Or we can just say you made $40,000 and you're going to give away 4,000, whatever the number, you're going to give away this chunk of money. Right. Now you can write multiple checks. You can say United Way, St. Jude, Mm -hmm. my church, my charity, local literacy, whatever Mm -hmm. is near and dear to your heart. You write multiple checks. But you can do it in a way where you only write one check. You can. Absolutely. So explain that to me over the next two or three minutes. All right. So that's called a donor advised fund Okay, is what that's called. Uh, and in essence, what a donor advised fund is, is its own charity, right? Kind of set up by you? Well, set up by you or another institution. Okay. All right. So there are a number of institutions out there that have these particular donor advised funds and they've got the nonprofit status, all that sort of thing. Okay. But what does it allow you to do? Okay. Right. Uh, in a nutshell, it allows you to go ahead and give money to this charity so that you can receive your tax deduction or write off for that calendar year. Okay. And then decide later on where you want those proceeds to go, as long as it's another qualified charity. Okay. All right. Meaning so- that you don't, like, so in the instance of you making a million dollars and wanting to give away $100,000, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. Well, you may not want to give $100,000 to the human fund, right. for instance, right? <laughs> You George may, Costanza yeah, would appreciate it. You, you may want to slice and dice it a little bit yeah, and give 5000 here, 15 there, yeah. you know, 20 here, you know, that sort of thing. Yeah. And break it up a little bit. Absolutely. Um, or you might say, hey, you know what? I need to go ahead and get this deduction done, but I don't know where I want to give this money just yet. At all. At all. I don't have any uh-huh. real inspiration about who gets it, yeah. but I do have inspiration by hearing Bubba on the radio uh-huh. tell me that I can get a financial benefit out of stroking a check for a hundred grand. Yeah. Right. Uh-huh. And so I take the hundred grand and put it in a fund. In a donor advised fund. Okay. All right. Right. Uh, so the donor advised fund being you, the donor, mm-hmm. and it's a fund that receives these monies, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. And it can stay there. It can be invested if you want it to, okay. um, all kinds of different things. Mm-hmm. And then later at your discretion, you can move that out to whatever charity you want to. 
All right, so we're going to take a break. We're going to come back and delve a little more deeply in this donor-advised fund idea related to giving at the Advisors' Roundtable on Supertalk. Thanks a lot for hanging in there with us at the Advisors' Roundtable. Certified financial planners, Bubba Labus and yours truly, Greg Cooley, with you here talking about charitable giving. Now, Bubba, we went into the break talking about this thing called donor-advised fund. Now, can I just create one of these down at the bank? Uh, yeah, you can. Well, really? no, 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 not at the bank. All right. Uh, depends on the institution. Oh. Like, they have to have one already uh, set up. Okay. All right, so the institution. The institution. So you're you're talking about a big brokerage firm, mm-hmm. insurance, somebody. Correct. Uh, so, you know, I know for, for uh, certain that Charles Schwab has a donor-advised fund. Okay. And we've used that. Mm-hmm. Another one that I think a lot of people in Mississippi might be aware of mm-hmm. is the Create Foundation. Okay, out of Tupelo. Out of Tupelo. They right. have a donor-advised fund mm-hmm. uh, that would receive uh, assets and that sort of thing. Right. Um, and then other institutions, I'm sure that, you know, Fidelity, TD Ameritrade, all that kind of stuff would have And if those. you have a financial advisor, a financial advisor ought to be able to put you in touch with how to do this. Yeah. Absolutely. All right. So mechanically, in our example, with a guy made a million dollars, he wants to give a hundred thousand dollars away. He writes one check uh, using uh, one that you talked about, Charles right. Schwab. Yeah. Writes one check. He has to open an account at Charles Schwab. Well, no, the account's already open, but yes, it would be a separately uh, uh, managed account mm-hmm. that, that would be his donor advised fund underneath this umbrella. Okay. So he's going to get an an account statement. That's correct. To confirm his hundred thousand mm-hmm. dollars went to this legit place, right? And it's there waiting mm-hmm. for his instruction. Sure. All, all right. Now, if he writes the check in this particular year, mm-hmm. he gets the deduction the t- this year, or the benefit, or the future benefit, or right. whatever. Talk to your CPA about how that works. Mm-hmm. Uh, so, a hundred thousand dollars is at a charity. Is that a good way for him to think about That's it? That's a good way to charity uh, to talk about it. Okay. So it's at a charity. Mm-hmm. Uh, but it's kind of an anonymous charity. It's right. not necessarily benefiting mm-hmm. children or animals or research yeah. or whatever. I would say that it's at a charity ready to benefit other charities. Okay. All right. So let's talk about mechanically what he, he does. He initially puts the 100000 there. Mm-hmm. He doesn't decide uh, in, initially, doesn't have to, mm-hmm. where it goes and benefits. Couple weeks goes by, and he talks to somebody, and uh, they work in cancer research. Right, and they tell him about what's happening at St. Jude, mm-hmm. and he wants to give ten thousand dollars of that one hundred yep. to St. Jude. How does he do it? Well, he contacts his financial advisor or the the institution that holds that fund, okay, and says, "I'd like to send ten thousand dollars to this charity." Okay. They will look at that charity and make sure that it's legitimate. All right, so that's the second thing. First of all, yeah. he has to determine who he wants to benefit. Right. Secondly, he's got to determine that they're legit. Well, he doesn't necessarily have to. The the, the donor inst- advised fund will will okay find out. So they'll say, "Hey, you're sending this to yeah. St. Jude. Mm-hmm. We know all about St. Jude. Yeah. We know their mm-hmm. tax ID number. Yeah. They're legit." If he calls in and says, I want to give it to the human fund, they're going to do a little research and be like, well, I don't know about that one. That's probably yeah, not, yeah, not George, qualified. Yeah, there. he didn't register that yeah. one. All mm-hmm. right. So uh, this $10,000, he he signs a letter. He mm-hmm. signs a form. Oh, yeah. Okay. Basically a letter of instruction okay. saying that I want to donate $10,000 of my 100000 mm-hmm. to this charity. Gotcha. All right. So then the $10,000 mm-hmm. would leave his donor advised fund that had a hundred thousand. Yep. Now he's got a balance of 90,000. 90. How does it leave? Does they, do they send a check? Do they uh, usually they... in the form of a check? Okay. Yep. All right. Now 
let's say you're the treasurer over at mm -hmm. St. Jude. And a hundred thousand or a ten thousand mm dollars -hmm. comes in the mail. How do you know to send a thank you note to old Phil Womack? Well, usually, um, so when when we do this, we will send a separate letter. Yes. Right uh, to St. Jude. Mm -hmm. uh, so we, as the financial advisor, would say, "Hey, mm -hmm. St. Jude, we want you to be aware that uh, Daddy Warbucks Phil over here sent ten thousand dollars to you. Mm -hmm. You should receive a check within the next, uh, you know, ten days or so from this donor from this donor advised fund. And as it comes in, you know, you can know that it was from, you know, mm -hmm. credit from." from Phil. Yeah. And I'll tell you one of the reasons that I think that's very important. Mm -hmm. First of all, charities like to say thank you. Yeah, they do. I mean, they really, you send mm -hmm. somebody $10,000, they're going to fall all over themselves sure. saying thank sure. you. Mm -hmm. Right. Uh, they also sometimes, you know, they, they, they have certain incentives and appreciation. You're going to get an invitation to a certain dinner. They're right. going to send you a t-shirt. They're going to put you on a mailing mm -hmm. list. They're going to give you updates yeah. related to their research. Right. You know, you're going to get some benefit out of this and they, they want you to get the benefit out Certainly. of it. Certainly. The other thing that I've found is that some people who in this example gave the $100,000 will get a few weeks or months or years into this and they still have some money left mm -hmm. in there that they haven't allocated right. yet. That's okay, isn't it? It is. Can it stay there almost indefinitely? Just about indefinitely. Okay. Yeah. All right. So let's say four or five years goes by and Phil's given a hundred or, or you know hundred thousand to the donor advice mm -hmm. fund. He got ten thousand to his church and ten thousand to St. Jude mm -hmm. and ten thousand to the Humane Society and ten thousand to the United Way, and he's got fifty thousand left in there. Okay. And he decides he wants to give some to his alma mater. Right. He really needs to get recognition for that. He does. Right? Yep. And so because of that, and because of all these previously enumerated reasons, I like the fact that we have this policy. We send a letter. That's right. Say, oh, oh by the way, mm -hmm. ch uh, Charity, yep. uh, uh, Treasurer of St. Jude, mm -hmm. this check's coming in, yep. and it's coming in from this guy. And I think it's also a good, uh, uh, I, I guess, double check as well, right? Mm -hmm. So if you send a letter, mm -hmm. you know, from the financial advisor's office to um, University of Wisconsin, for instance, mm -hmm. hey, you know, we, we're initiating a transfer or a check that should be on the way, and then they don't get the check, mm -hmm. well, maybe they've got somebody that they can call up and say, hey, we never got this check. Yeah, absolutely. You know? And actually, we like to put that in our letter. Right. If you haven't received this within 30 days from the date of this letter, please yeah. contact us. Right. Because we can stop payment on that check and send another one. That's right. I mean, the U.S. Postal Service, God bless them. Yeah. But sometimes not, things get lost. Yeah, things get lost. Yeah. Or things get forgotten. Sure they do. Or things get misappropriated mm -hmm. or they get addressed to the wrong place. Or, right. You know, human error. Mm-hmm. So we're trying to be there to make sure that this goes as seamlessly as possible. Right. So these donor advised funds, are they easy to talk to people about and to People get them once we've explained it like we have here on the radio. I, so I, I don't know that everybody is aware of donor advised funds. That's a good point. Or how they, they necessarily work. Mm -hmm. But I think it's a pretty easy concept yeah. when you talk about it, yeah. right? Yeah. I can give money to a charity now, and it's just basically a holding pot mm -hmm. until I get ready to send that money to other charities. Right, right. And that's the easiest way to explain it. That's the very, yeah. and you get the instant tax benefit right. in the year which you wrote or strike that's the check. Right. 
All right. So uh, there's a, a really good idea about right. those of us who want to be charitably mm-hmm. inclined. Sure. Donor advised fund. How about donating stock? Uh, all right. So uh, this is one that I, I particularly like. Okay. And donating uh, stock, uh, especially highly appreciated stock. Okay. I think yesterday on the show we made a, uh, a comment about Phil buying, uh, you know, this, this little fruit company called Apple back in the early 80s yep. uh, and had several thousand shares and it's now worth a couple million bucks, oh, right? Oh, yeah, that's right. And if he were to sell those shares and then uh, give the money, then he would owe the tax on the capital gain for that. That makes sense. All right. So all right. in this case, what you do is you gift the shares in kind. Do you have to gift them all? You don't have to gift them all. You could gift one share. You could gift 1,000 shares, 20 shares, whatever you want. he says, I want to give $10,000 worth of You figure out how many shares You figure out how many shares it is, and then you move those shares by the way of a letter. Okay. And you can give that directly to a charity if they have a way to receive it. Okay. Or you can give it directly to the donor advice fund. All right. Now, you said something there, a little clause there at the end, if they have a way to receive it. If you're associated with any charity... Mm Mm-hmm. And you haven't told your board of directors or your supporters about gifting appreciated stock or appreciated property or Mm -hmm. appreciated assets or whatever, and you don't have a way to receive it. Now, what are you talking about a way to receive it, Bubba? So in order to receive shares, uh, you can go through the re-registration process through transfer agents, that sort of thing, which is difficult, cumbersome, time-consuming. So you can say to, in this example, Mm -hmm. Apple's transfer agent, they keep up with all of the shares that are out there. They used to be registered in Phil's name. Mm -hmm. Now they're supposed to be registered in this this, this charity's name. Yeah. That sounds time-consuming. It is. Or, you know, if you've already got a brokerage account, and you know that whoever's, uh, maybe your church Mm -hmm. has a brokerage account as well that can receive these shares, Mm -hmm. then you write a letter, and usually within one day, those shares are transferred from your name over to the charity's name. From your brokerage account Mm -hmm. to the church's. That's right. So it sounds to me like... Yeah, if Daddy Warbucks over here bought this fruit company a mm-hmm. long time ago, he probably has a brokerage account where Correct. he's holding these shares, right? Where he buys and sells, right? Mm-hmm. So he has an account. Yep. Not every charity has a brokerage. Not account. every charity has a brokerage account. So those people who are listening to us who are on these mm-hmm. boards who support these charities, you need to push your charity to open a brokerage account. Yeah. And what do you normally see with the instructions mm-hmm. on these types of accounts? Okay. So most charities will say, look, you know, we need the money. Now. Right, now. Yeah. So they have pretty much standing instructions. Whenever anything comes into this type of account, whether it be a gift of cash or whether it be a gift of securities in this case, mm-hmm. uh, we've got an immediate sell order that happens. Okay. So the, the shares transfer in, and then you sell the shares and then issue a check to the charity. Okay. So it happens pretty quick okay. once the money or shares get into the charity And in order for that to work, Mm -hmm. for what you just said, there need to be two different brokerage accounts. That's right. One of the gift or and the one of the Mm -hmm. recipient. Yeah. And there are different ways. So let's say that it's not held with the same financial advisor. 
Yeah, one of them's at yeah. Merrill Lynch, and the mm-hmm. other one is at Charles Schwab. Or so there are ways to deliver shares from one brokerage account at Merrill Lynch over to another account at Charles Schwab. It's called DTC. And your financial advisor. Yeah, they know, how, know to how, how to do all do that. that. But it's pretty easy and straightforward. And usually within a day, then, then you can get the shares delivered to the right does account. Does it cost the charity to open this account? Does not Usually does not cost them to open an account. Right. Does not Usually does not cost them to maintain the account. And in many instances, it doesn't cost them anything to sell the shares. There you go. Unless the advisor decides that they want to charge a charity. (laughs) Well, I would hope he or she would not do that. Right. Going to take another break here at the Advisors Roundtable. We're talking about ways for you to gift from Super Talk Radio. Welcome back to the Advisors Roundtable. Certified financial planners, Bubba Labus and Greg Cooley with you here. We're talking about giving. And Bubba, you talked about this appreciated stock and and giving um, to uh, charities. And just wanted to plug and, and continue to say and reiterate that if you're associated with a charity uh-huh. and you do not have a brokerage firm or a brokerage account, um, you may be limiting the opportunity for people to give to you well so i would take that a step further as well Mm. so number one if if you're associated or managing a charity of any sort yes i agree i think that you should have a brokerage account so that you can receive these types uh, of donations now in order for you to have one of these accounts you've got to be a legit charity you have to be a legit charity you've got to have you know articles of incorporation you know officers all that kind of stuff somebody Legally responsible to sign off on the account, et cetera, et cetera. Yeah, you got to have the minutes that come and say Bubba is our designated Mm -hmm. signee and has authorization and all that. And I think equally as important, you need to let all of your patrons know that you've got this available. Absolutely. Because if they don't know, then how are they going to be able to give it to you? That's right. And you don't really understand Mm -hmm. until you do this how many people out there. Right may have inherited a stock 20 mm-hmm. years ago from their granddad mm-hmm. and you know they'd just rather this year kind of give that to you right. and it's gone up some and they've benefited mm-hmm. and they just need to know that they can do that there so there are also some individuals uh that i know a number of individuals who like to do this maybe they have a highly appreciated stock yep but they really like the stock and want to continue to own it okay right, right. so what do they do they go out and they give uh, appreciated stock to this charity. Right. And then in turn, a day or two later, they'll go back in their regular account and buy, and it. buy it back. Gotcha. And what does that effectively do? Well, it raises their cost basis in their particular stock so that if, if they ever get ready to sell it in the future, they're not paying as large of a capital gain. All right. So let's work through that because mm-hmm. you and I, we understand exactly what you yeah. just said. But a lot of people, let's say that. Phil bought Apple stock. 20 years ago. 30 years ago. Okay. Whenever. For 2 or $3 a share. Right. And now it's worth 200 in mm-hmm. our example. So it's gone up $195. Right. All right. He still likes Apple stock. Okay. And he's a little reluctant to give it up. Yeah. And he would have written a check to this charity anyway. Okay. But he decides from a tax perspective that it makes more sense for him to give appreciated stock. So he gives 10 shares. 10 shares. And, you know, 10 shares at 195 yep. or, or $200 a share. He gave $2,000. $2,000. All right. He wrote to, yep. did that letter thing. Mm-hmm. You, t- you know, he came down to see right. you and made sure that his charity has a brokerage account mm-hmm. and everything's in, in place. Correct. Okay. But he still likes that stock. And, and for whatever reason, he wants an even number of shares. 
All right. So if he just kept things as it was, mm-hmm. he had four yeah. or five dollars as his basis, yeah. the amount mm-hmm. he paid. Yeah. And now it's trading for 195 or 200. Right. And that is a capital gain to him. It but he be. gave away some of his capital gain mm-hmm. when he gave it to charity. Yeah. But he still wants to own those, a certain number of shares. Yeah. yeah. And, and he needs his 10 shares kind yeah. of back in his mind. So he goes with $2,000 of cash and buys back another 10 shares. Okay. All right. But what did he pay for those shares? Whatever today's price. Whatever today's price was, meaning that he has a new basis for that particular lot of shares. So different lots, whatever he bought 20 or 30 years Mm -hmm. ago. Versus what he bought today to replace what he gave away. But he has taken his average cost or average basis Mm -hmm. that he has paid for the stock. He's moved it up. That's right. Because it was back there at what he did in the beginning. Mm -hmm. Now he's moved it up at least a percentage or a portion proportionately of that 10 shares mm-hmm. that will bring it up with the new uh, cost today. That's right. Right? Correct. And over time, he can do that every year. He can. So next year, he wants to do, give another 10 shares. Mm-hmm. And, and buy back 10 shares. And buys back 10 shares. And it might take him 10 or 15 years, mm-hmm. but he has, using the tax code. Mm-hmm. Now, this is legal, right? It is. Absolutely legal. All right. Yeah. All right. We, we don't want to advocate right. anything that's not right, yeah. not legal. But he has, over 10 to 15 years maybe, Taken mm-hmm. his average cost from two to five dollars a share thirty years yeah. ago to presently up over a hundred and ninety maybe, right? And that eliminated some capital gain for it him. It did. And in the meantime, what did he do? He benefited the charity. Yep. So yeah. now, when the charity yeah. receives these ten shares, mm-hmm. our, we were making the math easy. So ten shares, two hundred dollars a share. And they have these standing instructions with Cooley Labels. Mm-hmm. That's where they have their brokerage account. And the standing instructions you said would say automatically sell them. That's right. So when they sold, mm-hmm. they didn't have to pay any tax. They did not. Because? Well, they're a charity. There you go. Yeah. Right. One other strategy that I think is important to note here. So in, in that same instance, uh, in this case, Phil gives away 10 shares. Uh-huh. But rather than buying back the same stock... Because maybe that's the only stock that he owns. Yeah. Right? Right. Rather than buying back the same stock, maybe he buys a different stock. Okay. And gives himself further diversification. So that's more of the financial Uh, planning aspect uh, of it. uh Right? It's a way to benefit a charity Uh and get diversified in the long run on behalf of his portfolio. Absolutely. And you unwound it over time. That's right. With very little to no tax consequence. Correct. Otherwise, if he came in and said, Bubba, I love this Apple, and it's mm-hmm. been good to me, but I, I, I've got yeah. everything in the technology mm-hmm. sector. Yeah. I don't own any banks. Mm-hmm. I don't own any, own any retail. I don't own any manufacturer. Sure. I don't own any oil, whatever. I want to sell half of that and go buy me something yeah. else. What would happen? And then I say, well, you know, this is how much tax you're going to owe on that, right? <laughs> yeah. And he yeah. might say, oh, I don't know about all that. Yeah. But he's not out of the game because there is another strategy for him if... If he's philanthropically uh, inclined. There you go. Yeah. If he thinks maybe he does want to give, maybe he gives Mm $2,000 a year to the Humane Society anyway. Right. Right? Mm -hmm. And so this is the way he can do it to get him multiple benefits. Yeah. We've got a couple of minutes here, mm-hmm. and I think there are some two other things. that There are charitable remainder trusts mm-hmm. and charitable lead trusts. Right. All right, so a charitable remainder trust basically means that he could take some of that stock or whatever and put it into an account 
and then he is going to get an income stream off of his life expectancy for that, and whatever remains is going to go to the charity. Okay. Charitable lead trust means that the income stream goes to the charity, and whatever remains would go to whoever he designates as a beneficiary. All right. Now, I, I, I did those that, two. Those, those were quick, but that, quick. that, that was uh, a good synopsis of right. how they work. Mm-hmm. So let's talk about the the case, the the situation that a charitable remainder trust mm-hmm. could be used with a client or sure. with, with somebody who's listening. They have a chunk of money. They have a chunk of money. And they also want to benefit a charity. But Maybe they, they want or need an income stream. For themselves. Sure. So they say, hey, you know, here's a portion of my estate. Uh, my kids are really well off. Yes, I'm going to leave them some of my estate, mm-hmm. but I want to leave portion of my estate to, say, my college, right? my alma mater. Mm-hmm. I want to leave $100,000 to them. Yeah. But in the meantime, I get the income off the 100000 That's right. Cool. Yeah. So now, do they get informed? Does my alma mater get informed right now that I've given this $100,000? Uh, usually they would mm-hmm. be. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You might, uh, you know, uh, get in the, the, the mm-hmm. super club. Right. You know, you, 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 you might, uh, you know, get opportunities mm-hmm. to uh, have private sessions with the coach. You sure. might be able to glad hand with the, the mm-hmm. other major givers. Right. Uh, and in the meantime, you've increased your income. That's right. Probably. Yeah. You've, Usually from an asset that had a low basis in it that mm-hmm. you would have paid capital gains on. Uh, so that would be, if you were looking at somebody's portfolio, mm-hmm. you'd say, hey, uh, let's zero in on this mm-hmm. thing, Phil. These, the stock that you pay a very low right. uh, amount for, and now it's, it's grown. How about we put that off to the side and put mm-hmm. that in this charitable remainder trust and you get the income, the dividends, right. off of whatever we've mm-hmm. invested in. And in the meantime, the charity gets benefited. Right. So today we spent a lot of time talking about it's more blessed to give than receive. Mm-hmm. And, I, and I think it is in a lot of ways. And there are a lot of financial reasons. The sure. tax code is written to encourage us sure it is. to do this. And if you have any questions about that, let us know and we'll work you through that and some other strategies we didn't have time to get to today on the Advisors Roundtable on Supertalk. The discussion and content expressed by the host of the Advisors Roundtable are intended to be received as news, educational, and entertainment or unit items and are not to be accepted by the listener as legal, investment, insurance, or tax advice. Opinions and views will be expressed by guests of the Advisors Roundtable, and those opinions and views are those of the guests alone and do not necessarily reflect the views of the Advisors Roundtable host or any of its affiliated radio stations. All information provided is educational in nature and is not intended to be acted upon without first consulting the 
appropriately licensed professional of your choosing. Before acting upon any information obtained during an advisor's roundtable broadcast, an individual should understand matters are extremely tax-specific and require advice tailored to individual facts and needs. Certified financial planners Greg Cooley and Andrew Labus are registered representatives of S.A. Stone Wealth Management Incorporated. Securities offered through S.A. Stone Wealth Management Incorporated, member FINRA, SIPC. Advisory services offered through Ignite Planters, LLC. Ignite Planters, LLC is not affiliated with S.A. Stone Wealth Management Incorporated.